0: Shalom, and welcome to Jewish Boston's The Vibe of the Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Mary Mansman, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Dan Seligson. What's up, Dan?
1: You know, it's summer. I was just away for three weeks. I'm really excited because I haven't done a podcast since probably late spring. So this is a very exciting day for me, and I'm very glad to be back and on a microphone.
0: All right, let's get into it then. So summer means a lot of things, but for many folks who aren't me, summer equals camp. Many people look back with nostalgia for their time at Jewish summer camp and wish they could revisit those days and experiences.
1: That's why our guest Karin Warsowski, founded Tribal Gatherings, tribal with a Y, by the way, also known as Jewish Summer Camp for Adults. Tribal Gatherings is a leading provider of Jewish summer camp experiences for young adults and their friends. It reimagines Jewish gatherings in a modern world by offering innovative getaways for young adults to connect, explore, play, and celebrate in a socially Jewish context. Their experiences are designed to make you feel like part of something bigger than yourself.
0: Karine was born and raised in the Boston area and has worked in Jewish travel and experiential marketing for 10 years. In 2018, she was named to the 36 under 36 list by the Jewish Week and was a CJP high in the hub honoree. Corinne is proud to have attended URJ Eisner camp. We are so happy to have Karine with us on the podcast today to talk about this program and the magic of immersive Jewish experiences. welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. So you founded Tribal Gatherings in 2016. What inspired you to create this immersive
2: Jewish experience
0: for young adults?
2: So I define myself as an experienced junkie. I love getting out there and seeing what's fun. What are people out doing when they're outside of their offices and homes? So I give myself these monthly homework assignments of seeing, all right, well, like what's fun and cool that's out there? Is it a daybreaker event? Is it a yoga festival? Is it a music festival? Is it CJP offering some cool happy hour? And um, I'm really interested in building community and getting people together through creating immersive experiences. Prior to tribal, I spent 10 years working in the Jewish travel world. So I sent about 40,000 young adults on birthright trips, working with teen tours, uh, global Jewish family travel programs, and I and I saw what I call the birthright hangover effect. So people would come back from birthright really jazzed about being part of this global Jewish community, But it would last about three months, and then the high would fade. So I wanted to find a way to engage people using the core elements that we know are effective. We have a hundred years worth of data saying that summer camp is an effective model to engage people, and we have 20 years worth of birth rate data saying it's an effective entry point to, to being a Jewish young adult. So let's create a bridge between the two. So, I was inspired to take the core tenets of these programs, which is a sense of an immersive peer led community, a sense of adventure, a choose your own experience, and bring it closer to home.
1: So, I don't want to generalize here, but all Jews go to summer camp. Like, what, <laughs> whether it's day camp or overnight camp, there's something about Jews going to summer camp. What do you think it is about camp that is so? distinctively Jewish or important to the Jewish community, to my parents, for example, that I was away from the house from nine to six every day, every (laughs) summer day.
2: I heard a great line recently that camp is a place where kids feel like adults and adults feel like kids. And I think it's that sense of autonomy that you have that you can reimagine yourself, you can be whoever you want to be for a short period of time without the responsibilities and the noise of the daily grind beeping at you in the background and it's a it's a place where you can really do less screen time and more you time and in the context of tribal it's a place for people to do things that they don't have access to in their normal lives whether that's being part of a social sports club like our slip and slide kickball team or doing arts and crafts like shrinky dinks and making dream catchers or being part of a really meaningful shabbat experience and so we give young adults access to these things that are somewhat out of reach or hard to organize on your own while also giving them a space to experiment with what it feels like to live jewishly
1: so i didn't Go to, like I said, I didn't go to overnight camp. I went to day camp. There's something I sense that's much more bonding and immersive when it's like an entire week away, staying by a lake with the same group of people in your cabin or whatever else. What is it about this, this experience of living with people 24-7 that, that really sets it apart from other experiences?
2: I, somebody recently said that that being at camp like dials up the volume on everything. It, like it amplifies emotions and connections and enthusiasm and self reflection. And I think that having just a change of environment and being around other like minded people who aren't distracted by their screens and by work really lets you sink your teeth into the meat of the experience. And um, getting away for a few days, like sometimes you need somebody to tell you, like you can do this. You you can just let go for a little bit and take time for yourself. And. Sure, it's you know you can go on a vacation somewhere overseas, or you can go be part of a larger music festival somewhere, but it's not the same as having something in common with everyone else around you and knowing that this is a self-selected group of people who came. I think part of the magic in camp is that it lets you be nostalgic for a little while and that you get to relive the best parts of childhood without the daily responsibilities and people love nostalgia that's why buzzfeed quizzes are so big and that's why like all this 90s paraphernalia that's coming back is so big and camp is a place where you kind of get to be the best version of yourself today and who you were as a kid and uh that's special it's hard to recreate that on your own
1: for the older people out there listening <laughs> and i join you some of us were 70s and 80s children but yes <laughs> we like to relive that stuff too Stage nine the extent age. to which they filmed it <laughs>
0: So what is like a a typical day of activities at a tribal gathering event?
2: So we have about 35 or 40 different electives to choose from, and it's very similar to a typical camp schedule. So um, in the, except like we said, we dial up kind of everything at camp. We have a beautiful breakfast, which is like a gourmet rainbow bagels and coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Like we're definitely mimosas, we're definitely adulting at camp here, and uh, and then we have four elective blocks. So you choose um, anything from arts and crafts to sports to nature um, to food and beverage activities, and that can include things like. Um, alcohol infusions learning to harvest herbs from the camp garden and turning them into teas to infuse gin and vodkas to bubble soccer to archery slip inside kickball which we talked about um, we're doing indigo tie dye this year um, we're like really leaning into the hipster flavor of this yeah. because like it, that's cool <laughs> it it up. It, right it's it's fun to do that kind of stuff um, we we do um, what are some other activities that are really popular? We obviously do hiking. We do a lot of yoga. We have three or four different kinds of yoga classes that we offer all in the water. And, and then in the evening, we have free time. So Bobby's Beer Garden is the name <laughs> of our general hangout zone. And we've got lawn games and a DJ, and uh, it's open bar. And then we do dinner. Um, in between is lunch obviously and then we have an evening program and that ranges from activities like family feud where you're competing by bunk to a bar mitzvah themed dance party to um, a storytelling like a moth storytelling slam over the campfire Um, or we do like a glow egg, where everybody's like dressed in glow in the dark stuff with israeli dance love that um or we have like like talent show with a live DJ karaoke. So it varies. We, we try to, to uh, leverage the local culture and flavor of the region that we're in to design the experiences. And then there there are special activities too, like Shabbat is very special. We have like, it's sort of like a Pinterest wedding on crack (laughs) and everything is like shiny with lots of fairy lights. And um, we do things like Ashkenazi mixology workshops on Shabbat and um, learning to make uh, Shabbat candles or Havdalah candles and writing Shabbatograms to your friends. And um, we have color war, which is one of the biggest highlights. So the team, the camp divides into two teams. And it's like, you're fighting tooth, <laughs> sweat, and blood to try to like win the cup of this competition. And it's, it's really fun. So you touched, uh, touched
0: on this just a little bit a second ago uh, in the Shabbat activities. But what are some of the other ways you incorporate Judaism into the experience? And have you found that this experience helps young adults engage or re-engage with their heritage?
2: Great question. We like to say that on the Jewish spectrum, we're more ish than Jew. We're not affiliated with any particular denomination or ideology. We are here to uh, make people feel connected to J- their Jewish culture and history. And if they want to come and become inspired by new ideas or practices, that's great. But you're not required to participate in anything like that. So we we layer in the Jewish content throughout. So part of it is social and cultural, like. Naming our beer garden Bubby's Beer Garden, (laughs) and we have Schmaltz Brewery. They come and they do a Havdalah happy hour with us. Where we do tastings on their Hebrew mm-hmm. beers and and hear from their founder why he created a Jewish brewery. We have um, Shabbat is really special, so everybody wears white, which was not oh, the nice. tradition that I grew up doing, but it's a way for everyone to feel like they're connected. And um, and we do uh, we work with Reboot. They have these great programs uh, like Ten Q and the Sabbath Manifesto, where we talk about modernizing Jewish principles, but it's not so academic. Like a lot of it is just like saying Lachaim at dinner over our beer and wine. Or it's um, it's like Gaga tournaments and Israeli dance and the more social cultural activities. Ashkenazi mixology is really is really hot. Um, our Bar Mitzvah themed dance party, everyone sends us copies of their middle school photos. That's like embarrassing <laughs> in your in your prime, and we create a big like mazel tov board oh for my everybody. God. Um, and and some of the ritual is there. It's like it's very much layered in. So it's from our initial shiachiano as a community, to our closing friendship circles where we talk about how to take home the, the Jewish parts of this experience, and a lot of our partners who come to the weekend are representatives of Jewish organizations. So, one table and Masah and Rebu and different federations, um, different twenties and thirties groups from around the country. A lot of their A lot of the flavor of our programming comes from them. And in each location, the staff from those organizations create interesting programs reflective of their ideologies.
1: So, Karine, you had mentioned that you had organized or led a whole bunch of birthright trips. And it seems like birthright had been the model for the longest time of how to engage young adults Jewishly and in Jewish life. But as you as you noted, you know, birthright ends and your whole Facebook group that was so excited and sharing pictures and everything else, everybody stops posting after a few months. I it sounds like tribal is creating something completely new, not really piggybacking, right? I mean, there's something very different about this than a birthright trip.
2: Yeah, we are bringing the magic closer to home. And we know that not everyone is going to hop on a plane for 12 hours just to feel Jewish for 10 days and that's it. And we create experiences within a three hour driving radius of home because it's far enough away that it feels like a destination, but close enough to feel like you can take it back with you. And especially the relationships. Uh, most of the people that come are from similar communities. So the alumni community is, is really strong and people get together all the time, whether it's Shabbat dinner or informal happy hours or just socially like watching TV on the couch. It's the, the, the community aspect is really important to this. And it's not birthright. It's the Our average age is 30. So we get people who have not been on birthright in 10 years and are starting to make Jewish decisions about their life and lifestyle and say, you know what? Maybe I'm going to forego that music festival or, or yoga retreat and try this Jewish camp thing for a weekend. And it's designed to refuel their soul. It's not just a vacation. It's not just a getaway. It's really there to inspire them to live Jewishly in new ways.
1: It's funny, you know, when I was uh, growing up, I was very active in Nefti, which is the Reformed. Okay, so (laughs) I was really, really active. And, you know, I spent a lot of weekends doing stuff. I went on all kinds of field trips with them, temple overnights, all kinds of things. And when I got to college, Hillel was not a perfect fit for me because it was a lot more focus on Jewish ritual and practice, which is great for a lot of people, but it was not perfect for me. It seems like you're kind of bringing back almost like youth group for adults. Is that kind of what you're also what you're going for here?
2: Yeah, we're really trying to be a social way for people to engage Jewishly. So, we're, if you just want, if you have not been connected to Jewish life in a decade, great, this is for you. If you are totally that camp diehard who has done every single youth group retreat and college retreat through Hillel, great, this is also for you. But we're not here to tell you how to be Jewish or how to do you. Like, you really come here and you do you is is like one of the things we say. And a lot of what made those nifty moments magical is that it's social. And uh, that's what we're trying to give people access to, a social Jewish community that's close to home and different than anything they've experienced before. So speaking
0: of socializing, we know that Wi-Fi is generally not available at camp. Have you seen this forced unplugging impact participants? Because I personally lack the emotional wherewithal to be without my phone for 30 seconds.
2: <laughs> it, we like definitely straddle that line between like, yeah, you should totally post about this online. Here's We give everyone a branded selfie stick oh. when they get to camp. And part of it, a lot of people don't even want that. And right. we give them cell phone sleeping bags also to put their phones away. So there, Wi-Fi is actually available at all of our camp weekends. And it's there. Like Sometimes people just have anxiety not being close mm-hmm. to Wi-Fi. And if they need to do work, like cool. Again, you do you. But if you are looking to totally unplug, people love the opportunity or the excuse to be off the grid for a few days. So even though there's Wi-Fi, they tell their colleagues, sorry, <laughs> I'm not available for four days. Um, we, we found that more than not, people leave their phones in their cars or in their cabins wow. and don't take them around with them.
1: There's no school bus. Everybody drives their own car.
2: We, we do have a camp bus, <laughs> yes. actually. <Right>. <laughs> but wondering. for people, you know, they don't, they don't leave it on the bus. So, um, yeah, people like the excuse. Like, who doesn't want an excuse to unplug for a couple days? Like, we need less screen time. I guess I'm just paranoid about it. I think I'm paranoid well,
1: about it. Well, I mean, the other thing is you're so connected to people back home. And I, right. I saw on the website that 80% of people who go to tribal camps don't know a soul, yeah. which is a very brave move yeah. on their part, but there's something about this experience that I think encourages people to be open in that way, would you say?
2: Camp is such a welcoming place that I think it's it's a comfort zone for people, whether they've been to camp or not. We actually have we have three different kinds of people who come to tribal, and it's true, the majority of people who come, come alone. We also have a number of friend groups who come, but um, all those barriers get broken down really quickly. I mean. We, have, we start with a silent disco icebreaker. That's like <laughs> the best way to make new friends without having to say a word to people. But we have three kinds of people. We, I call them the FOMOs, the nostalgics, and the do-overs. And I guess there's a fourth category, the tag-alongs, which are like people who drag their friends. But whether or not you're a camp lifer or whether or not you know other people there, whether or not you just always had FOMO that your friends were at camp or just had a really bad experience when you were eight and are now 30 and need to redeem themselves. That's me. <laughs> Everyone feels that the camp is a home for them. And I think that it gives them the courage to take that risk. and and especially as a kid, most kids go to summer camp not knowing everyone else. And as an adult, people kind of say, oh, you know, yeah, if we did it, people do it when they're eight years old, I can do it at 30. So
1: we're, we're now in, in the second half of summer. So camps are probably wrapping up fairly soon, which makes me think about, you know, what else do you guys do and what's next for tribal?
2: So we we our core cities are Boston, New York. Chicago and LA. I'm I'm from Boston, so I'm really proud to say that Tribal is headquartered here. But uh, we host events in each of those cities throughout the year to get new people in the door and give them a taste of our experience because we know that we're only two years old and it's sometimes easier for people to commit to um, a one-night experience rather than like a four-day overnight. So our events are really diverse. We we have one in Boston called Pastrami Bar, where we're working with Mama Liz and with Schmaltz Brewery to pair Jewish nosh with Jewish beer so pastrami pilsner meets the pastrami sandwich and it's like a fun happy hour that's intense <laughs> <laughs> stretchy pants and yeah. eyes
1: and everyone literally everyone loves Mamala like oh yeah, just there, there yesterday
2: person. Rachel and I actually met from High in the Hub this year so we become <laughs> friends from that um then we have an event called Storytelling Shabbat, where we have five storytellers tell uh, five minute moth style stories, uh, where each story is related to a tribal theme like risk taking or doing something that you thought you'd hate and actually liking it, or a summer camp. And we have a private chef that cooks five meals, and each meal pairs to their story. Oh. So even though the meals are not, even though the stories aren't about food, it's we've done a hoppy Hanukkah where we pair. <laughs> different kinds of like jewish beer to sh- to um israeli chocolate lakas and sufganiyot it's a really tasty one we do yeah like a lot of happy hours i'm trying to think i know we i know we've done some really creative stuff
1: i mean beer and food you guys really you you unlock the secret code behind oh, young my adults God. we're Alcohol so lucky like food.
2: sam adams is one of our sponsors like yeah. like we we've got great support from the local community here and like we know that these are lifestyle brands that like Um, young adults are gonna go to anyways, so it's great to be able to serve that and work with some cool companies too. So let's
0: jump into our little speed round we have here. So it's a couple quick questions. Okay, so the first one is, what is your all-time
2: favorite camp activity? Today, my favorite all-time camp activity is the silent disco icebreaker. So we have a professional actor record a script that tells people how to meet other people without them having to talk. It's just a set of instructions with music in the background.
1: Fascinating.
2: It's as weird as it sounds, but That's really cool. very bizarre.
0: I'm fascinated and a little terrified. <laughs>
2: um, my favorite activity as a kid was a program called Gold Rush, where we had to run around camp picking up different colored stones, but we didn't know what the value was until we had to like <laughs> cash them in at the end. There was no point to the activity. It was just really fun to like run around after hours at camp and pick up rocks, I guess.
1: On a related note, can you complete this sentence? You know, you went to camp in New England if.
2: You wore jelly sandals, had a spaghetti strap tee from Delia's, and were Delia's. always flirting with the Israeli counselors? Oh my God,
0: Delia. I haven't <laughs> thought about Delia's in years. Okay, so the next question is What's your best strategy for getting a notoriously fickle young adults to show up at events?
2: I have to say that, like, moms are among our best recruiters. Like, we get a surprising number of parents signing up their 30-year-old children to come to camp. And like, hashtag no shame, no shame. They send their, like, these are awesome people That's who otherwise amazing. would engage. You know, I found that, that pricing incentives don't actually make a difference. Um, like, limited space is probably the best motivator. And I think giving people the agency to like, be themselves in a new environment is what they're looking for. Like if I could write a letter to every single person's boss and say, this is urgent, they need this self-care to come to camp, please excuse so-and-so from work on Friday, I would do that in a heartbeat because... It's
1: professional development.
2: It, totally. Yeah.
1: At least for CJP people, it would definitely be professional development. Yeah, I would no I
2: would like to write... Hint, hint. I, yes, I, I would like to write that letter. Send to CJP all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Kareen, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Listeners, to make sure you don't miss an episode of Jewish Boston's The Vibe of the Tribe podcast, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, or Stitcher and follow at JewishBoston on social media. Thank you again for joining us.
2: Thanks, guys. Tribe on. See you in the summer.